1: Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, July 1st. I'm Erica Pandey, in for Nihilabudu. Today, the Supreme Court gives President Biden a win on immigration and takes away EPA power over climate change. Plus, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson is sworn in. The Supreme Court closes out a controversial term. That's our one big thing. The Supreme Court issued its last two decisions of the term yesterday, including one that curbs the Environmental Protection Agency's power to regulate climate emissions. It was a major blow to the Biden administration's efforts to combat global warming, and the implications of the decision go beyond just the EPA. Here to explain is Andrew Friedman, climate reporter for Axios. First off, what does this decision actually change in terms of what the EPA can and can't do?
2: So this decision actually concerns regulations that weren't in effect right now. It reviewed a plan that President Obama had put in place called the Clean Power Plan, which basically regulated all power plants in the country and tried to move them from fossil fuels to cleaner technology. Basically, the court reviewed fundamental questions about what the EPA can and can't do under the Clean Air Act as made clear by Congress. On the climate change front, this makes it much harder for the United States to meet its own targets because power plants are the number two source of emissions in the United States behind transportation. So if you can regulate them in one fell swoop with the national program under the EPA and bring those emissions down in sort of a top-down way, then you're well on your way to meeting your target. Now, though, they can't. So they have to come up with a solution, power plant by power plant, And figure out a way that is going to satisfy the outline, you know, that the court put forward.
1: What kind of impacts might we see locally on the ground in the future as a result of this decision yesterday?
2: You know, tomorrow and the next day, Erica, nothing's going to change as a result of this ruling that anybody can see. So there's no community that's going to be heavily impacted by this in terms of having a power plant suddenly switch on that was off or something like that. But the United States is the second largest emitter in the world. So for us to potentially not meet our 2030 targets, it doesn't look good on the world stage. It gives us less credibility, less leadership potential, and that does affect people all over the world in the form of worsened climate change impacts.
1: And this ruling goes beyond just the EPA, right? I mean, how does it impact federal agencies more generally?
2: So this ruling could be what I would refer to as a gateway ruling, right? The reasoning that was spelled out suggests that the court is going to take a much narrower view of the authority of federal agencies writ large. This could affect SEC regulations on financial disclosure for climate change. This could affect FTC regulations. This could affect the FCC.
1: How does Biden change his climate agenda in response to this now?
2: You know, it could have been much more sweeping and a much bigger setback for the Biden administration because it could have overturned EPA's ability to regulate greenhouse gases completely. And it did not do that. And so they're going to try to figure out a workaround. But it's a little bit unclear how they're going to meet their targets. And when you ask officials, the answers we're getting back now suggest that they don't think they're going to meet them.
1: Andrew Friedman is a climate reporter for Axios and co-author of the Generate newsletter. Thanks, Andrew.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: In a moment, what the Supreme Court's Remain in Mexico decision means for U.S. asylum
0: seekers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory—
1: in its last decision of the term, the Supreme Court finally gave President Biden a win and paved the way for his administration to end the so-called Remain in Mexico policy. That's a Trump-era immigration policy that forced tens of thousands of asylum seekers to wait out their immigration court cases in Mexico. Axios's Steph Kite joins us now with the details on this decision. Hey, Steph. Hi, Erica. Steph, catch us up on what this policy was and how it got to the Supreme Court.
3: Yes, yeah, so this was a policy initially implemented by President Trump which impacted about 70,000 migrants who were sent back to Mexico to wait out their asylum immigration court hearings. Um, And this is a policy that the Biden administration ended pretty early on in Biden's presidency. It was one of President Biden's biggest campaign promises to end the Remain in Mexico policy. And that's something he followed through on only to have lawsuits and eventually court decisions force him to restart the program in December. And since then, there have been about 6,000 people who have been placed in this restarted program.
1: Can you tell me just a little bit about why those who want this policy to end wanted it to end? What was the consequences of it?
3: A lot of immigration advocates and Democrats have continued to point to concerns that the policy put a lot of migrants in danger, both to their physical health and their mental health. I recently reported a a very sad situation where where one woman who was returned to Mexico to wait out her immigration hearings attempted suicide at one of the shelters in Mexico. She has since been brought to the U.S. and is okay. But there have also been reports of um, migrants being kidnapped after they're sent back to Mexico. So the general concern is just the safety of migrants who are sent back to Mexico and also ensuring that there is access to asylum in the U.S.
1: So what did the
3: Supreme Court decision say? So the Supreme Court said that the Biden administration did do what was necessary to end the Trump era program and then sent the case back to the lower court, the second attempt of the Biden administration to end the policy. They said that that was actually the second attempt was good and they needed to actually take a look at it. And it should have done everything necessary um, for the administration to actually end use of this policy.
1: Zooming out a little bit, what effect might this have on the number of migrants at the border if— the remaining Mexico policy does come to an end. You know, it's hard to know
3: for sure what the impact will be Of course, the Remain of Mexico policy has been used for a couple of thousand people who have come across the border since December. But it's important to note that the administration has been relying on a different policy known as Title 42, which also was put in place under the Trump administration to kick back tens of thousands of migrants every month, often back to Mexico or their countries of origin. And so we're seeing the administration really rely on this policy, Title 42, which is also being kept in place due to court orders. And of course, we've seen calls from immigration advocates and attorneys and members of Congress saying that Title 42, like Remain in Mexico, also needs to go away to give migrants real access to the U.S.
1: asylum system. Steph Kite is a politics reporter. She covers immigration for Axios. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Erica. One last moment before we go today.
0: And that I will faithfully and impartially
1: Discharge and perform Discharge and perform All the duties All the duties Incumbent upon me Incumbent upon me. That's Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson being sworn in yesterday as a 116th justice to the Supreme Court. And the first black woman to ever serve there. She's the sixth woman to join the court in its history. And she replaces former Justice Stephen Breyer, who retired yesterday. Her joining the court does not change its ideological makeup, which will retain its 6-3 conservative majority when it begins its new term in the fall. And that's all for us this week. Axios Today is produced by Nuria Marquez-Martinez and Lydia McMullen-Laird. Our sound engineer is Alex Sugiara. Alexandra Boti is our supervising producer, Sarah Kehulani Gu is Axios' editor in chief. I'm Erica Pandey, in for Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and Nyla will be back here with you Tuesday morning.